Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio, where we're on a mission to help millennials get intentional in life, business, and career with practical advice and real stories of living with intention, the good, the bad, and lots of the ugly. I'm your host, Jess, and my goal is to flip your perspective on what's possible with the help of the amazing intention getters I get to have as guests. Join my community on Instagram, at Jessica Thiefels, so we can keep these conversations going while supporting one another to stay intentional every day. And finally, if you love this podcast, please subscribe, share, and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Today, I'm super stoked to have Lauren Allen, founder of Right Hand Business Coach and host of the Corporate School Dropout Podcast as my guest. Welcome, Lauren. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, thank you so much, Jess, for having me on your show. I am so honored and thrilled to be in the lineup of the women that I know that you are interviewing, and I'm just uh, grateful and blessed to have this opportunity. A little bit about myself is that I work with women who are ready to leave the corporate world. They are ready to drop out of corporate America, and so I help them start their service-based business so when they are finally ready, they can choose to make the best decision for themselves, whether do they keep the side hustle and keep the corporate gig, or do we take that side hustle full-time and we drop out of corporate America for good. Awesome. That is amazing, and there are so many people that are thinking about doing that now, which I love to see. I mean, I've been self-employed for a long time, but I sort of fell into it. And I feel like your story is a lot more intentional in terms of deciding this is what you wanted to do and leaving the corporate world. So tell us a little bit about what made you realize that that was the shift you wanted to make in your career. Well, I actually kind of fell into it myself. I was ready to leave the company that I was with. I'd been feeling about I'd had feelings about it for a while. And then um, one of my favorite bosses was let go. And that afternoon I said, this was the catalyst that I was looking for to make that decision. So I had already visited San Diego and had started feeling that I wanted to make a move. And so I had already kind of put into place like a, I'm a project manager by trade. So of course I put in a a project plan (laughs) and I started working through that for um, about six months. So I kind of categorized like big life of life things that needed to be taken care of so that I could quit my job, sell my house and move to San Diego. So like I said, it took me about six months. And when I got to San Diego, I discovered that I could really not interview for jobs. Like it was the most painful process I'd ever tried to tried to do. I had trouble buying a suit because I could no longer identify with it. I just wanted to buy a bunch of flip flops and (laughs) uh, Hawaiian shirts. Um, So I I found myself at a a job interview. It was going to be one of the biggest, it was the biggest job offer that I've ever turned down because I just could not see myself working in that type of environment for, or for anyone else. And if you're, if you know anything about San Diego and I didn't know this at the time, but it is a hub of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and there are people everywhere doing amazing things. And I was so inspired with the people around me 
that I just kind of said, well, I can do this too. And so I put in another project plan and I started working my plan and I've been um, self-employed for almost three years now. Woo. Hell yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. And it's really, it's really crazy. Like I don't get up till about 8.30 every morning and I still kind of have the problem of feeling like I'm oversleeping and I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, right? That was honestly, our trip was when I realized that I could let go of that mindset because I was like you, I was still holding on to it. I'd been self-employed for five plus years and I was still waking up at 7.30 with an alarm clock and getting right up and jumping right on my computer and working straight through the day and tracking my time and when we started traveling, I, I, we didn't do that. And I was like, wait, I'm still running my business 100% successfully and I'm working way less and I'm sleeping in and, you know, sleeping in for me, like you, it's like eight, eight 30 AM usually at the latest, but it's just such a relaxed way to live. Anyway. I love that as well. (laughs) What I'm trying to say, I think it's great. (laughs) Well, my mom always says that I'm the only person she knows that has to get up and rest. (laughs) <laughs> like I absolutely do not like to get up and like hit the ground running. And no. I know people who are like that and that's great for them, but I've always known that it wasn't for me. And so as soon as I could adjust to not having an alarm clock, so I don't have a regular bedtime, I don't have an alarm clock, but your body kind of tells you when you're tired. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of started listening to like, okay, I'm tired, turn off the TV and go to bed now. And then I started waking up when my body said it was time. And that kind of naturally started occurring between like 7 and 8 p.m. Or 7 and 8 (laughs) a.m. So I really just kind of, you talk about being intentional. That's what I did when I got to San Diego. I was like, how do I really want my days to go? And how do I want to go to sleep every night? So that's that's beautiful. And so powerful to ask that question. I mean, so many of us don't even almost don't even think we have the right to ask that question. You know what I mean? Like someone else dictates my schedule. Someone else dictates when I have to leave the house and when I get to come home at night. And it's so liberating to be able to say to yourself, what do I actually want? I love that. I feel the San Diego just sort of does that to us though, doesn't it? It's sort of that West Coast (laughs) relaxed vibe you don't get (laughs) many other places. You know, um, I know you're, you're headed out of San Diego soon and I left back in November. So I was there for three years, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't make that move Mm. to San Diego three years ago. I absolutely don't feel like I would be in this position. And so when I was leaving, I kind of said, you know, a blessing on the way out of like, thank you so much. Like you, Mm. you were all that I needed at that time. Oh, yes. I I couldn't possibly agree more. I've been here for, how long were you in San Diego for? Mm, Almost three years, like right at three years. Okay. Yeah. We've been here for, gosh, eight and a half, nine years, eight years. And I, I, yeah, we built a life. That's why it's been so hard to leave. You know, we came here just like you with the intention of building a life for ourselves and leaving. It just, there's definitely some griefs like what you and I were just talking about actually leaving this world that we built for ourselves. So I totally get that. But I want to go back to what you were talking about when you said you came to San Diego, you were super inspired and you were like, I can do that too. How did you, where, what was the mindset? What were the 
the thought process that helped you say, I can do this too. And I'm going to do business coaching. Like, how did you make that connection? So funny enough, my CrossFit coach at the time, Ray Regno, he was very much of an entrepreneur and during class, cause I got to go to class at 9am in the morning. Like there was like three of us. And so I really got to know everyone and got to know him really well. And he was constantly asking me business questions cause he knew that I came from a like, corporate background mm-hmm. and he was always asking me like, when are you going back to work? When are you going back to work? And I was like, I have no idea. Like I'm just doing, I'm just doing me right now. And so, um, he asked me to review his a business plan. And I came back to him and I said, so I reviewed your business plan. Oh, you know, let's schedule a meeting to talk about it. And I said, but I also um, decided that over this process that I was going to start my own business because I can get paid to do this. Mm, I yep. understand how to build the business plans and how to build the, um, the project plans to execute this. Like this was, this is exactly what I used to do in the corporate world just on a different you know, to a different audience and on a different scale. And so I went back to him and said, you're my first client. Thank you very much. And <laughs> we just kind of laughed and he was like, okay. So I had two case studies. So I did two clients for free in the very beginning to test out my theory of, could I do this? Could, could I take this person's idea and turn it around into an actionable plan and help them help guide them through it. So I did that for the first couple of months. And then I also just started seeking out support systems and kind of building my network in San Diego because I knew that that was going to be the fastest way to grow for myself and for the business was to start making connections. Got it. And I think something you said there that I really want to call out for listeners is the value of being in tune with like, this guy asked you this question, asked you for help. And instead of you just like helping and moving on with your life, you were like, wait a second, you know, a light bulb sort of went off. Like I can do this and I can make money from this. When you had that thought, I guess, were you hesitant? Were you like, how am I going to do this? Like, should I just ignore this thought? Or were you like, you know what, let's just do this. Let's dive in. So I'm so glad you asked that because I actually slept on it Mm. and I woke up in the, well, I could barely sleep because I was so excited, Mm -hmm. but I woke up the next morning and I kind of questioned myself of like, is this real? Is this really what you want to do? And I kept coming back and saying, yeah, like, I think this is something you can do. I think this is a great idea. I called my parents. I was like, scrap this whole thing of me getting a job and another company. I'm going to build my own. And they both were like, um, okay, we support you. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. But, um, yeah, I really, you're right. Like I did kind of question it for myself for just, you know, maybe 24 hours, but I just kind of kept going back to like, this is real. Like you totally can do this. And this is what, this is your plan. Uh, And what you say there is, is something that I feel like I talk about a lot, but I want to be talking about more because what I hear you say is just like a really strong belief in yourself and a belief in the idea and that it is perfect for you and that you have what it takes to execute it. And I feel like as adults, we sort of roll our eyes at the idea of like believing in yourself, like go believe in yourself. It's like when you're a kid or something. But what I'm trying to do on this podcast and in my community is remind people like it sounds corny, but that's, I mean, that's what got me 
to start my business. Like I firmly believe that if I could put 40 hours a week toward my business, I would be able to make it successful. And same with you. You firmly believe that you were able to do it. And that's such a key part in going out on your own, making that pivot, leaving the nine to five is believing that you can do it. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I also want to back it up with that was a, by the time I made that decision, that was almost a year's worth of like dialing in Mm. and doing the behind the scenes work to get myself into a place that I was like emotionally healthy and able to make that decision and able to completely believe in myself. So tell me what the behind the scenes work was. So funny enough, about a year prior to that, um, I wasn't really diving into self-help and self-development and the self-love stuff that really wasn't around at that time in the world that I was in. And um, I started finding well, I started reaching out and finding podcasts. And the first one that I started with was The Living Experiment with Dallas Hartwig and Pilar Gerasimo. And they were talking about how to live a healthy life in like an unhealthy environment, which mm-hmm. is like the world we're living in. Yeah. And so every day they are every week, they had like a living experiment. So take this information and here's, here's a experiment to try for the next week. So I started doing that and then I started realizing that everything that I was absorbing, whether it was social media, in-person contact, I started kind of looking at the the information that I was absorbing with, like I said, whether Mm. it was um, internal, external, like in-person, online. And I started making that switch of only digesting and only letting the things come to me that were positive, and that were uplifting and were like beautiful things. So like I totally changed my Instagram feed to be like puppies and cats. <laughs> and like, I really did follow like hashtag hot guys with dogs, hot guys drinking coffee, <laughs> hot guys on a train. And I totally changed what I was viewing. So I no longer saw like things that maybe triggered me mm-hmm. or things that made me feel hit that comparison button, um, but we're uplifting and beautiful and fun. And so that's kind of how I started. And then I started getting into more podcasts and then more self-development and started following, um, or really diving into like Renee Brown's work Mm. and, uh, some of the other um, beautiful entrepreneurial, um, mentors out there. Awesome. Did you do any coaching, um, for yourself? Well, I had always had a therapist, mm. so I had already done tons of work with therapy. And since starting my business, I've had a couple of different coaches and hypnotherapists. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think nobody really talks about like the behind the scenes of like kind of that ugly part of like learning who you are and taking away all of the um, those negative people or the negative words and the stuff that like kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Like you don't actually have to read those things. You don't actually have to interact with those people. So it was also learning what my, my real boundaries needed to be. I love that. Especially because like you're saying, I mean, we're inundated every day with content from TV to podcasts, to Instagram, any and all social media, 
messages, email, I mean, you name it. And we're just be, we're on sensory overload and being able to control that absolutely makes sense that that would change almost the way you see the world because you're changing the filter. You know what I mean? You're, you're deciding what's get, what gets through and what doesn't. I love that. So, okay. I'm really liking this. So you do sort of the background work, you're building up to it. Now I like getting practical. So let's get practical for the listeners. What are some practical steps? If someone was in your position, whether they wanted to move um, and start a business or they are just ready to leave their job and start their own, give us some tips, some steps to take that you think are necessary for going from where they are to where they want to go. And I know that's sort of broad. So maybe just base it on, (laughs) maybe just base it on what you commonly see with clients, you know, just give us some sort of sweeping tips here. Yeah. So I commonly see people wanting to go from A to X, Y, Z immediately. Mm. So they have this really big vision and this really big goal, but because they are still at ground zero, maybe still working in their corporate job, the thought of leaving it and leaping all the way to X, Y, and Z is too daunting. Mm. My tip is to never jump to A or X, Y, and Z immediately, but start back at A. Start with the smallest thing that you can do on a daily basis that can help you move towards your goal. And for me, what that looked like when I was moving to San Diego and I hadn't decided that I wanted to start my position yet or start my company yet, My goal was every day was to make a connection, whether that was an email, a phone call, um, a LinkedIn connection, a LinkedIn comment on someone that was a particular, like a particular like network builder. And so I was reaching out to people in San Diego and then also people who were in my personal network who had maybe had connections in San Diego. And so I knew that I wouldn't be able to launch like a full force like business right away, but I started with the smallest step. And for me, that was just connecting. Got it. So you start, so maybe you're doing sort of the mindset work, sort of addressing some of those potential things that might be holding you back. You're taking a small step. How do you know when you're ready to take the next small step or a bigger step? You know, what comes after that? Um, I think that you, after you start taking those small steps, those bigger steps become easier and easier. Hmm. And um, like, if we're going to talk about like starting a business, you know, that first step is identifying that idea. So within that idea, what are the things that you can do every day to start growing that idea? Whether it's talking with people in that field, um, if you want to go into business coaching, maybe you reach out to four to five business coaches and ask them how they got started. If you want to start like a, uh, a lifestyle blog, maybe reach out to multiple lifestyle bloggers and find out how they did it. So my only words of advice are get out there every day to start exploring what your idea is and it will start to unfold. And those next steps will come as you build on that idea, you go through the process and start building that business and that idea of what you want your life to look like. Now, I know that there's a ton more into it than that, but as a bite-sized tactical piece is like, just take a small step every day to move you in the direction of your goals. Absolutely. 
And I think networking is a great small step, just connecting with people, even if digitally, because I know probably one of the biggest issues for people when they have a nine to five and they want to make a transition like this is how do I do that while still working 40 plus, you know, usually plus hours a week. And so even just digital networking, like, were you able to, did you find you were able to connect with a lot of people just through those like small LinkedIn tactics that you were using? Yeah, absolutely. Because people want to help you. Um, Mm. I've never reached out to somebody and then say, no, thank you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. Like even people that I hadn't talked to in years, I told them, I said, I'm looking to make this move to San Diego. And I've looked up and saw that you're connected to X, Y, and Z company. And I would really love to talk with you to see if you would be in, to see if you'd be willing to make an introduction for me. So I know that that's like, so we, we, I kind of did things both ways. I was looking to get out of corporate and I was also looking to stay in it because I hadn't decided that I wanted to start the business yet, but it's the same networking tactics that you can make. And instead of reaching out and saying, can you introduce me to a particular company you can say, can you introduce me to this person? I've done the research and see that they're in the field that I'm interested in and I want to meet them and talk with them or do a virtual coffee date, which is what we'd have to do today. But it's getting outside of your comfort zone Mm. and making those steps every day. Absolutely. And for some people, one thing that I want to make sure we don't gloss over is that some people, for them, sending that message is outside of their comfort zone because they're worried what the response is going to be. And whenever I'm talking to people about this, I like to remind them of something that I actually learned from my husband many years ago and has been incredibly valuable in my life is if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So, I mean, the absolute worst case scenario, if you reach out to someone and ask for an intro or you just ask to have a quick conference, you know, phone call or coffee date, whatever it is, the worst they're going to say is, no, I'm too busy or they're going to ignore you. I mean, you know, ignore you more than likely if they don't want to do it, but more than likely you're going to get an answer from someone saying, sure, I have 15 minutes or, you know, maybe they just want to do it over email, but I know it's scary to send that first message but know that you're very rarely going to get a negative response. So if that's the fear, you know what I mean? Allow that to just sort of just feel the fear and do it anyway, (laughs) which is what I love to say. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I always know when I'm pushing my boundaries and pushing that comfort zone is I almost want to puke. Mm. I get really nauseous. And so I know that I'm growing every time I get nauseous and I still hit send or post or, or share because I know that on the other side of that post share or connect button is something that can be beautiful. I love that. That's gorgeous. It's so true. And you're going to, I mean, if you're living with intention, if you're actively moving toward something that you really want, something that matters to you, no matter what that is there's going to be fear. Like that's just super normal. That's going to happen. So I like to use it as like a litmus test. Like if I'm scared, that's probably a good sign that I'm doing something that's pushing me forward. So, you know, I think there's something to be said for not even just pushing through it, but making friends with it. You know, thank you so much. I, I can tell that this is really important to me and I know that it's normal to be scared. And so I'm just going to do it. And like, I like to invite sometimes those difficult feelings, which sounds maybe strange, but like to invite them in as friends, like come over here with me and let's send this together. 
let me show you that we don't have to be so scared of this right now. And I think there's a power in seeing that fear, recognizing that fear, honoring it, and then still moving forward, you know, not letting it hold you back. Yeah. And not letting people's, not letting other people's opinions hold you back either Hmm. because we can sit in our fear and then we'll kind of share it with somebody and then, and then they'll say, Oh yeah, don't do that. And you're like, wait a second. I was almost prepared to hit send. Um, so be careful who you're sharing those intimate and those vulnerable moments with, because you want to make sure that they can hold their, you want to make sure that that person has space and the ability to support you. Yes. 100%. That's, um, I learned that from Brene. Did you learn that from Brene as well? Uh, I probably, I most likely <laughs> did. I can't, I can't take any of my, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I always say that my, um, my emotional intelligence did not come for free. Yes. Oh, it's so true. Yes. That's what <laughs> Brene talks about that. I think, gosh, is it in the gifts of imperfection? And she talks about, yes, don't just give your vulnerability up to anyone because not everyone is going to treat it the way it needs to be treated. I mean, even for me, sometimes I have to consider the ideas I share with my husband. He will ultimately support me, but he doesn't always think the way that I think. So sometimes I'm bringing that idea to a girlfriend who I know has like this big visionary way of thinking versus to him who he's a bit more, let's say he's more left brain than right brained. Whereas I'm really reaching to be more right brain than left brain. And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's just everyone has their own lens. And sometimes the lens people are seeing through maybe is not the most supportive lens for you in that moment. So knowing who to go to, I completely agree is, is a key piece in moving forward because then if they say something negative, then all of a sudden you're second guessing yourself and maybe you never do take that step. So that's an important piece. Yes. That's, it's really frustrating when you, when you start, I don't know who says it, but somebody, I saw a post and I couldn't agree more that said the people, when people, um, I'm sorry, people don't like your boundaries because they don't have any. Mm. And when I read it, I was like, yes, because when I put those boundaries in place, you know, it also repelled some of my best friends in the world. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what? They were my best friends at the time for a reason, but at this particular moment, they cannot be that support system that I need. And, you know, sometimes that means like not calling them back right away or looking at the phone and saying, am I in a good place right now that I can talk to this person and say yes or no and put the phone down if it's not the right time for you, because ultimately this journey is yours. Yeah. No one else's. Yes, 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 yes. Write your own story. You have the power to choose every single day what it is that you want and take those small little steps to get there. Mm-hmm. I love that. Everyone, and something I, I tell myself a lot is everyone's reaction is a reflection of them, not you. So what, oh, pe- yeah. what people say to you is all about them. So even, even my husband, if I say something to him, his reaction to it is just because of the way he's thinking, not because of the idea. So remembering that too, I think, takes some of the pressure off of trying to, you know, get validation from other people, knowing that their response isn't necessarily a reflection of the idea itself. Yeah, it's all of their junk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) All their junk and we all have lots of it. (laughs) 
Um, well, Lauren, I'm curious. I wonder maybe if you have more to share with us. What is your intention getter story? Can you give us uh, a little story about maybe something you, you did where you had to get super intentional or maybe a time when you realized you weren't living intentionally and decided to make that shift? Honestly, I'm living it right now. Mm. Um, I moved to Georgia, let's see, back in November. And I, I honestly was really struggling with the move. And I was, I was struggling because I knew it was the right thing for me, but I didn't really know why. Mm. And then I was struggling with that. I haven't lived in the South for 13 years and I have very different opinions from Um, and life experiences from people who live in the South, who haven't left the South. And so I was kind of butting heads with kind of everything around me. And I was, I would find myself saying, you know, like, I miss San Diego. What time was it be in San Diego? And I was constantly thinking of like what it used to be, what it used to be Mm -hmm. like. And so over the last few um, weeks, even before, like right now we're in like week three of um, shelter in place for the COVID-19 but even probably about a month or so ago, I started to say, like, you are making yourself miserable. You get to have this choice, whether mm. you adjust to living in the South, which is what you wanted to do, or be miserable. And so I started to turn inward and say, OK, what do I need to do for myself that um, allows me to show up fully, allows me to figure out who this new version of me is. And so I really started diving into what that intention would be. And now that we are, like I said, we are, we are sheltered in place. I'm like oddly happier hmm. now than I was a few months ago because I finally got that silver lining of like, if I lived anywhere else in the U S right now, I would be completely alone, completely isolated from my friends and family. And I'm not, I'm not right now. I get to experience this life and this, gosh, this moment in history that we're going to talk about until we die, Mm -hmm. um, that I get to experience life with my family. I get to be with my, my brother and his wife and my my niece and nephew on a daily basis. And those were things that I have taken for granted for so many years that they were just kind of over here living their life in Georgia and, I'm blessed that I get to do it with them now. And so I would say like my intention getter is we can't live in the past and we get to choose what that future and what forward looks like for ourselves. And so for me, I had to make the choice that I want to be happy where I am. And so to live in the present to do the work that I need to do to show up every day and to show up as my best self. And that's what I do on a daily basis right now, because I want, I want to be happy. (laughs) Yes. And you get to choose that. If you're intentional in life, you get to choose what it is you want and whether or not you get to have it. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and sharing everything today with us. It's so helpful to hear from someone who's done what, I feel like so many people have thought about doing moving or starting a business. So appreciate all of your stories. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? How can they connect with you? Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, I'm honored to be in the company of the amazing people that you uh, are having on your podcast. Uh, If you would like to contact me, the best way is to follow me on Corporate School Dropout. 
either on Instagram, you can find me through the website, corporateschooldropout.com. And I have a private Facebook group called Corporate School Dropouts, where you can connect with more people who are looking to do the exact same thing, to drop out of corporate America. And how do we do it together? Amazing. Thank you again so much, Lauren. And everybody, we will see you for a new episode of Mindset Reset Radio very soon.